This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are you at risk of being fired or getting laid off? A career coach shares the telltale signs your job may be at risk. We'll have the eye-opening interview. Where once you could walk on water and could do no wrong, all of a sudden there are these kind of like little digs that start happening. That's one of those subtle changes that I'm talking about. Then, a recent study examines the arrest records of young Americans with alarming results. We'll talk to a criminologist to get the details. What we found was about 30% of youth, by the time they're 23, will have at least one arrest for something other than a minor traffic offense. Those two stories and much more are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. In today's turbulent economy, anyone trying to keep a job needs plenty of career intelligence. Our next guest is a career coach who has some practical advice for managers or for anyone in a job who feels they may be under the gun. She's Marjorie Troy. She's trained and coached hundreds of managers as they took on new responsibilities, and she's the author of The 78 Biggest Mistakes New Managers Make, What You Need to Know to Avoid Career Suicide. Marjorie, before we get to your book, let's begin with what you call the signs that someone may be about to get fired or laid off from their job. What are some of those signs? My first sign that you're about to get laid off is what I call the forced vacation. We as Americans have a tendency just to work nonstop. You hear about a lot of stress and career burnout, and we tend not to take vacations. This is the idea that you have to take the time that you've accumulated, and your job may or may not be there when you come back. Yeah, I can imagine that would be kind of a scary thing to have happen when you least expect it, that you're going to be out of a job. What are a couple of the other signs of imminent demise? The other one is the cold shoulder. You were hired, people love you, and all of a sudden, the talk around you stops. You are perhaps not invited to lunch as often as you're used to, or your opinion is not solicited at meetings. It is the idea that people are just stepping back from you, where at one point you were part of what I'm going to call the in-crowd, and that's however you define that, whether it was within your own work group or on the management level or whatever. But people are blatantly ignoring you, or it's just subtly ignoring you. And also, I would imagine a sign is when your boss suddenly starts to criticize you or maybe give you memos and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Where once you could walk on water and could do no wrong, all of a sudden there are these kind of like little digs that start happening. And yes, it is like prove to me the data in that memo or the checking up or the micromanaging piece. So all of a sudden you kind of feel like, wow, I can't do anything right anymore. That's one of those subtle changes that I'm talking about. Obviously, we don't have time to cover all 78 mistakes here, but what are some of the top mistakes that you see people make in their jobs that especially new managers make? Mm. One of the biggies is what I call the egomaniac. 
especially if they recruited you into the organization and because of a skill set, you're great. You know, that plays into our ego to such an extent sometimes that we don't always show up as our best once we're on the job because all of a sudden we think we really are probably better than we might be. And my message really is don't give your boss a reason to fire you or to lay you off or to look at you in a different light. So what is the intention behind decisions that you are making or meetings that you are going to? So it's kind of like keeping your own ego in check. And that kind of leads to unusual requests or behaviors. What I mean by that is... If the boss like had you on a fast track mm-hmm. and you're now being I'm going to say dissed, you know, but <laughs> you're not being asked back, what are the things inside you that are now showing up on the job because people come to work messy. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're always told leave your problems at home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, don't talk about what's going on in the family. But you bring all those feelings and emotions into the workplace. And when that happens, whether you're a manager or not, you just start exhibiting these behaviors that employers do not want in the workplace. So it sounds like you need to keep a careful, close watch on the things you say, the things you do, and not let your uh, feelings or emotions maybe run away with you. And also just, you know, kind of keep your comments in check. Don't blurt things out that you shouldn't. Yes, it's kind of like being what I call emotionally intelligent and just putting a filter on the thought processes and just going, hmm, I wonder if I really should say that out loud. But people are people, and I'm sure just about everyone at times in their life blurts out something that they wish they could take back. And offices are no exception to that. People are going to say things they shouldn't say. What's your advice if you do make one of these mistakes? Is there a way to recover? Absolutely, because I can tell you the reason I wrote this book is because I made half of the mistakes in the book myself. And I probably lost 10 years of advancement opportunity because of it. So when you just say something, you know, you go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I said that. It's just goofy or idiotic. And you beat yourself up. Know that you can recover. Know that you can get your credibility back. And it starts with this. It's what I call naming the elephant in the room. So, you know, there are those issues that are just big and gigantic and everyone tiptoes around them and we try to ignore it and say it's really not there. And that elephant is, if you screwed up, you name it. You just admit people understand that we can't always be perfect. We don't always say the right things. But to avoid saying, you know, I said that badly, I trampled on your feelings, I did not mean that, is to go back and just pause and take a deep breath and say, wow, okay, I did not mean that, and here is really what I meant. And when you explain your intention, people look at the sincerity, the tone of voice that you carry. It says a lot. They're watching your body language. You know, if you're saying, I'm sorry, and yet you're rolling your eyes, it's a mixed message. Mm-hmm. So it is combining all that and saying, you know, I messed up, and let's get back on track. We're talking with Marjorie Troy, who is author of The 78 Biggest Mistakes New Managers Make, What You Need to Know to Avoid Career Suicide. Marjorie, this sounds like, you know, there are often people in the public eye who may be uh, politicians or others that we see on television who make a blunder and then they get a big PR firm to coach them 
and to kind of ask for forgiveness, and then they very often save their careers that way. Is it pretty much the same approach that you suggest then if you're working in an office? It is the beginning of it. While offices don't have big PR firms, there are resources inside the organization that if you've blown it and you really want to work there, that you can tap into. Perhaps going to a trusted colleague and asking for mentoring or asking for feedback. You know, we can give feedback, but it's really hard to sit back and take it when they're saying, yeah, you really shouldn't have said that and this is what you need to do. Or maybe there's an executive that you look up to and you're asking for mentoring. And they kind of substitute for the PR firm role. But take a look at the talent that are inside the company that you still want to work for and get in front of them and say, hey, I really do want to make a difference here. And can I learn from you? And that is a great start after you do the apologizing piece. Another mistake I wanted to ask you about is number 54, which is burnout. And in today's world right now, with people multitasking and two career families and all of this stuff, how do you avoid burnout for yourself or your team? Burnout, I think people just kind of throw that word around. And you're looking at some warning signs. If you are chronically fatigued or all of a sudden you're getting angry and exploding and you don't know where that comes from or all of a sudden maybe you're a little bit more sarcastic or suspicious, those might be some signs that you really do have a burnout going on. And so what you need to do is actually become aware of what it looks like and what you can do to cope. A lot of people, all of a sudden bad habits start happening. When you notice that, ooh, maybe you've picked up a habit or you're revisiting a habit that you thought you got rid of, is a sign that you are under that burnout phase or that stress is starting to really happen. If you are at the stage where you are weeping in the shower because you don't want to go into work, you are past burnout. Now you're looking at depression, and that is really you need more advice from like a counselor. And just even getting it off your chest and talking to somebody makes a huge difference to start managing that burnout piece. Marjorie, as we wrap this up, I'm just wondering if you have any last words of advice for people listening who are trying to keep their job. Absolutely. It is really understanding whether you want to keep that job, number one. And we hear a lot of things about there are no jobs out there, and there are. But if you want to keep the job that you have, honestly, don't give your boss a reason to fire you. Makes perfect sense to me. And the book is The 78 Biggest Mistakes New Managers Make, What You Need to Know to Avoid Career Suicide. Marjorie Troy is the author, and you can visit her website at teamfusion.net. Marjorie, we want to thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Next, ever been arrested? We'll have a startling look at young Americans' arrest records. What's this mean for our future? That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. 